Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a very special guest, a good friend, uh, Maury Eggball. He's with the Real Estate Collective Group. Just a little bit about Maury, because when I got into real estate, um, we all know that we're in the marketing business. We're not in the real estate business. And you have to have leads coming in, consistent leads, a variety of leads. And one thing I like about Maury and what he does is he provides so much. He Almost he's like a one-stop shop in the information that he provides. So, Maury, welcome to the uh, the show. I appreciate you taking out your time to be on the show today. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> I appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to give you a little bit of uh, insight about, about my background in real estate. Uh, 30 years ago, I, had a, I got my real estate license in California. I worked for Remax for four years, then I had my own office for one year. Then I sent a letter to an individual who was an absentee owner, wanted to sell his property. And uh, the individual called me. I listed his property and he told me, look, uh, I like the way you handle this transaction. If you ever want to buy or sell for yourself, let me know how I can find your transaction. As easy as that and a handshake, it resulted to almost a thousand deals. A thousand deals. You see, from one deal to the next to the next. So in about a year from that meeting, uh, I put my suit in a closet and I put the the working clothes and I I bought properties. I would hire the first crew, went to work with them. I would buy the house at the auctions and then I worked with them side by side to learn construction. I didn't know that. It took me about a couple of years to get a hold of that. Then uh, then I was able to hire more people and more people. In the year 1999, I bought, fixed, and sold 203 houses. I had 45 people working for me. So that went for another 10 years. Then in 2011, <clears throat> I was working with a friend of mine, him and his wife, they were brokers. And she asked me, do you know how we can find properties that uh, that not necessarily going to probate, but when somebody passes away, I keep uh, I collect all these obituaries and, and the newspapers. She had a stack of newspapers. She said, I wait three months, six months later, I search the name to see do they own real estate, then I go to the property. Sometimes the house is vacant, sometimes somebody else is there, sometimes an investor is fixing it. We just want to be able to find that information. So uh, the only thing that was available before we uh, brought, uh, brought this product out there, it was in probate case filings. So probate case filing is somebody passed away and they are the only one entitled. They have to sell the property. They, uh, they, they have to file for probate because they did not do proper estate planning to create a living trust. Imagine husband and wife buy a house, FHA, 35 years ago as a joint tenant. Then she passes away. Then he doesn't do anything about the title. Then he passes away. Now they have four kids and 58 million grandkids. Now the property has to go to probate. That's a reality across the country. So the solution would have been when they were both alive, 
possibly see an attorney and the attorney would create a living trust. Living trust is like a LLC, like a corporation. Because trust is an individual, legally in the eyes of the law, that the law doesn't distinguish between an individual or the LLC or corporation. They're all legal entity able to transfer title to buy properties. All it takes is one person to execute the deed. So make the long story short, 2012, we spent, that, we spent about 10 months in an office, three of us. We had 75 years of experience and tried to figure out how we can put this thing together for our own use. There was no intention ever to sell the data. Then 10 months later, we had a list of about uh, four or 5,000 properties compiled one by one, cut and paste in Southern California, and my friends got burned out. They said, we're just tired of this. So I left to myself. I continued it another month. Then I start thinking, okay, how can I take this thing to the next level? And still, there was no intention of selling the data. So I talked to programmers. I had to learn, just like I had to learn construction when I first began to buy and sell houses. Then I had to hire programmers. I ended up with a company in Greek, believe it or not, who were doing computer automation, all that, to speed up the process. It's very time-consuming. So 2013, I was able to launch the data for California. And from then on, people would ask, how about Arizona? How about Oregon? How about Washington? And then a couple of articles were published and quickly, the information got out there that we have the data and it, it was very time consuming to create the data. It still is. So I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because there are two or three triggers that causes a property to be purchased or property to be sold. Sure. Look, uh, a couple get married. Uh, they have a baby. Baby is 18 months, 12, uh, two years old. They're living in a little apartment. They want something bigger. So they go buy a house. Well, that's basically the first place that they'll end up buying a house. But to sell a property, people uh, fall in for divorce or somebody pass away. These are triggers that cause the property to sell. Now, we deal with somebody passing away. So how does that number work out? That number works out like this. There is 64,000 people who pass away nationwide in this country, 64,000. Out of these 64,000, they own 18,000 properties. We know that because we've dealt with this data for almost um, eight years, now, day in and day out. The idea is, well, what is the significance about those 18,000 properties that they leave behind? The significance is that 20 or 30% of them are sold the first year, continues with the same rate to the second year, it slows down a little bit to the fourth and fifth year, but still the data sells a lot more than other sets of data because of one fact, the errors one liquidity. That's really all there is to it. So, Cecil, am I going the right direction? I, I don't oh, yeah, want to go. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah that's, that's real good information. Yeah. So, um, not to cut you off, but uh, sound like your background from, from where you started to, to where you are now, uh, every deal sounds like what y'all built up is like a good database where everyone could go. Because I know right now with a lot of wholesalers, different real estate investors, they're looking for absentee owners, high inequity, but y'all specific, I'm not, y'all do other, y'all, y'all do focus on that, but y'all focus on inherited and probates. Can you just kind of expound on like, um, how is that list, uh, 
it's more to me, I think is a better list. It's a specialty list. How is that list working for a lot of your clients since um, since y'all been doing this? Okay, so we we generate the data on a weekly basis, and then once a month we remove the sold records. There is never a question that what percentage of the property sells because when you have an account, you're going to see out of a thousand properties, twenty thirty of them sold last month. So now, when somebody falls for probate, the idea is only one reason: liquidity because they have to settle the state, you see? And uh, so some of the properties will force to go to probate, but remember, uh, in order for a property to go to probate, somebody has to pass away. And when somebody passes away, we get that list. So we have that list. The, what we do, we try to take, uh, make the process easier for you to contact the heirs, for our customers to contact the heirs. So we give you the data, and you contact them without ever mentioning somebody passed away. You don't have to, you, you, you want to keep everything around, uh, around real estate in your conversations. Even if you chase a property that is in foreclosure, well, don't tell them you buy foreclosure properties. You buy rundown properties. You buy uh, houses that are fixer-upper. Keep it simple. Keep it professional. Short message down to the point to what you do. Basically, you want to buy the property. So our customers get the data. Some of them, they skip trace the name. We have a site called bestskiptracing.com. They skip trace the name and to get name and phone numbers. You can get up to five name, five, I'm sorry, five phone numbers and three email addresses at 15 cents a piece. Those are good quality numbers. And you can, uh, then some of them will decide to contact them by mail. Mail is, is a good way of reaching somebody. Uh, we print and mail about 2 million pieces this year from our office. We do them in-house. Uh, the letters go out at 50 cents, some handwritten letters at 60 cents a piece. We print and mail automatically for customers. So you can, they, some of them get the data, some of them skip trace, some of them cold call, some of them drive by. But the difference here is that you are t- uh, there is an underlying reason for that sale to happen. The motivations are high. Imagine grandma is 85 years old. Uh, she, uh, may she rest in peace. She lived a good life. Grandpa passed away five years ago. There's three kids, 15 grandkids and great grandkids. They want, they want the love gift. That's basically what it is. So they want the money. If they don't have to file for probate, well, that's great. Then you, you only find that information as successor data. If they have to file for probate, we tell you before it happens on successor data. Then three months later, you find the property in probate. In fact, uh, attorneys across the country use successor data to contact the heirs of estates to see if they want to sell, if they need probate, they need estate planning. And if you want to see the type of a letter that attorneys will send out, Go to lawyersdirectmail.com, LA Lawyers with S, capital, uh, plural, lawyersdirectmail.com, and take a look at the letters that the lawyers send and see how professional it is without mentioning they know somebody passed away. And those letters we print and mail for the attorneys. So, so y'all use the same exact letters as like public information. Y'all yes. can just send that information out. Wow, that's, that's yes. good. That's real good. Um, and then the type of software that y'all have, uh, the, and one thing I like about the system that y'all have set up, y'all have the, the skip tracing software, y'all can pull the list, y'all also can mail the list, and you could actually do this in every single state, correct? 
That's right. We, have, we generate the data nationwide in 43,000 zip codes every week. Wow. So all this information is fresh, it's new, and uh, it's available to you. And I think you said what you get up to. How many leads do you get up, or zip codes you get up to uh, once so, you... Sure. So first time around, we gave you a thousand records, a thousand records to begin with. So you get five, 10, 15, 20 zip codes, depending on how, how much population is in particular zip codes. And then going forward, we give you 200 more credits every month for you to get the new data every week. Uh, the, uh, the data is $99 a month. $99 a month. If you need more data, it will cost you more. Some We have customers who pay $1,400 a month, $1,600 a month, because they need a lot of data. So this is one set of data that is pretty simple. It Basically, we tell you who passed away and own real estate. And we do one more thing. We post up to 10 properties that the individual owns in the estate they live in. Up to 10 properties. And we track every one of those properties going forward. When they sell, we remove it from your account. Right. So I know y'all, it's, I, sometimes y'all have added so many things to uh, the real estate collective group. So with the inheritance properties, um, y'all have that separate. And then I think y'all still doing probates or does, is it all inherited? Yes, we have a site called probatelease.com. We generate that data from 500 court, uh, courts across the country. So there is 3,200 counties, but probably about the same number of the courts, even more in some counties. But, uh, but we generate, those are the probate case filings. With that information comes the decedent name, uh, property, and then PR, personal representative, and the attorney. Uh, all that information on probatelease.com. Right, right. And and I, I, another thing that y'all also do is you actually have videos coaching or teaching people. This is how you should if like y'all are a mailing uh, company also. But if they were trying to do it, y'all have it set of uh, videos where you show them to mail actually to the the I guess the person that has inherited the property because. Sometimes you won't get the name if that person is deceased. Can you kind of talk about that? Like, how do you? Sure, sure. Uh, so here is what happened. Uh, somebody falls for a, a state, somebody does estate planning. They imagine two people go, husband and wife go to an attorney. Mr. Attorney, we want to do estate planning to avoid probate. The attorney will say, we'll create a living trust. We put both of your name there as a trustee. In the event of your demise, when you pass on, you will have a list of people who can have the power. We call them successors trustee, and they'll have the power to do anything you want them to do based on what you dictate to them in a trust. So then, so therefore, the name that is on the title of the property still is there, name of the individual. And we need that name in order for us to locate the property. You see, so right. the name is on the title. Now, some people say, well, okay, if Joe Smith passed away, and I send a letter to the property, how do I know who will get it? Well, look, uh, first of all, if Joe Smith passed away, 10% uh, of the people on our database, immediately they file for forwarding address. They put a forwarding address in place. That means the mail gets forwarded to whoever is in charge. Look, if somebody spent 15,000 bucks in a funeral and you see a long list of people on the obituary, 
they're not going to walk away after funeral from a house that's worth 200,000 bucks. Somebody is behind that deal. Mm-hmm. And so you try to reach out to them, send a letter saying, hey, I want to buy that house and wait to see what happened or contact them by phone. Now, if you skip trace the number, the skip tracing company will give you up to five possible numbers. The numbers are related. Some, many of them are to the relative son or daughter, somebody who's linked to that property. So there are many ways to reach out somebody. Another way, drive by the property. If you're mm-hmm. an investor, look for a vacant property. You're going to see it. Out of 50, there's going to be one vacant property sitting out there. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, and I, I think more you said that you would actually do a video kind of just showing, pulling the list and everything like that, which I will add that to this um, as far as the video, I can add a video to it and and kind of show that. Maury, how could um, how could uh, the audience get in contact with you if they're interested in your services? Like, what's what's your what's your contact information? Okay, so the, our phone number is nine zero nine three one five five three three zero. The best way to get a hold of us is to go to our site, Successors Data. I'm gonna spell it for you. Is success orsdata.com, successorsdata.com. I'm going to give you a little tip here, just a little tip. Our data, where I first started the business, I called it obituary leads. Boy, I was honest, but I was wrong in marketing. You see, mm-hmm. good intentions, but bad presentation. I would get nasty calls from people calling and say, are you a gold digger? What are you doing? I just, huh. my mom just passed away three months ago. And I looked around and I said, well, what is wrong with what I'm doing? Then I, after doing further research, I said, okay, I'm not concentrating. I'm not presenting myself the proper way. So if you go on our site, everything is on a positive tone. I turned, uh, took down the name obituary list, turn, uh, replaced it with successors data. Everything is on a success side, on the high note. Even on our side, we say we help the heirs to sell their inheritance properties. You see, is what you say that makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good, Maury. That's, that's real good. Um, I appreciate Maury. I appreciate you taking out your time, being on the show. I will put his information in the show notes. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Maury? Like I said, there's so many things that you have. I've even went, um, I think y'all even added like some data scrapers. Like if you want to scrape lists, it's just so many things I think y'all have to offer uh, that has helped me. And then even with the IQ dollar. So it's just, uh, I appreciate the resources that that y'all have been um, putting out there. So, but anything else you would like to add or or just advice for somebody that's new trying to get into this business. Can you just give them some type of advice uh, that you would have wanted when you first started out? Sure. The key to success in this business is persistency. I'm not impressed by somebody who's got the IQ of Albert Einstein. If I had to compete with somebody, I worry about the guy who doesn't even speak five words of English, but he is persistent. He shows up day in and day out. You see, persistent is the key. And then build your knowledge. Build your knowledge. There's a lot of information available, like podcasts that you're listening to. And uh, and build your knowledge. Be persistent. You don't have to win the uh, capture by the whole world in the next week. Go slowly. 
but be consistent and be persistent and you will do fine. That's the only thing I can tell you. Be persistent. Right. Yeah. That's good. Well, thanks, Mari. I appreciate you taking our time again. And uh, for those who need to uh, contact Mari or interested in his services, I'll have it in the show notes. So, Mara, just uh, thank you. Hopefully, I'll be able to get you back on another uh, podcast soon, and uh, I'll talk to you later. You got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at DiveIntoRealEstateForNewbies.com. 